Trading Night, episode 147. I started that cost $5,000. Um, I built it up to 149000 That happened in, um, in obviously six months. Yeah, I was trading GBPJPY and nothing else. So I got overconfident with trading it. And by the time the account got to the 149 mark, I was super confident. And I thought I was Superman over the charts. And that's how I blew it. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Dr. Martin in the house. Now, Dr. Martin is a, a US 30 trader from South Africa. He also trades a few other things, or he's traded a lot in the past, uh, and he is friends with Lasiba, who's been on the show. So if you want to go and check that ep- episode out after this, please go and do that. Now, we've got some crazy stories coming up in this one. So uh, the one where he blew... $149,000 in one day, how he actually got to that point, uh, and now how he makes consistent returns in the US 30 market. Now, we also touch on things like uh, Astro FX, Sean Lee. Haven't had those guys on my show yet. Would love to get them on. If you can help me do that, that would be fantastic. Uh, and afterwards, we shot two videos. One, which was what uh, Dr. Martin does these days. And the second one, I asked him to show us what he did for his rapid growth uh, to 149000 as well. So you're going to get to see both of those. So I can't wait to release them. Make sure you check them out on the YouTube channel, or if you're listening to the podcast, there'll be links under the video or under the uh, audio to uh, to get to that YouTube channel. Now, other things happening here on Trading Up, we've got Genius Trader coming soon. Now, I did some work on this last week. I know you're going to love it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil what it is yet, but if you're interested, please hit me up on one of my channels. Let me know and I'll make sure uh, you get to see it so you don't miss out on it when it goes live, which is probably going to be, I'd say, about a month away, maybe early December. Now, uh, other things, please remember the sponsors on the show are keeping the content free, so please do pay them a visit to say thanks and check out what they're offering. Uh, Other things, well, one other thing, or that I want to talk about is it keeps popping up in the in the YouTube comments of why are you so disrespectful to your guests sitting on my phone the whole time just texting people and not listening to what they've got to say. You guys have got it wrong and I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen when I had both the guest and myself up there on YouTube. I knew this was going to happen. What I'm doing guys is I'm taking notes and I'm probably going to have to remind you every single time or put a note on the YouTube video. I'm taking notes about what my guest is saying so I can ask better questions, okay? So I don't forget things. Little reminders for me. So if I'm looking down, I'm not disrespecting the guest. I'm actually taking notes. I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm writing notes, trying to think about what the next question is. And that's why a lot of these interviews have a lot of golden nuggets nuggets because I'm in there diving in there to try and find out little bits and pieces of what this guest is saying and diving in a bit deeper. Now, um, that's enough on that. Now, the last thing before we jump into the show is this month of November 2021, depending on when you're watching this, uh, I've got a new robot released into my robot lab. It's a market structure bot, so it actually looks 
looks for higher highs, lower lows, and places trades based on that. Uh, it's The performance is going to be up there on tradingnut.com if you do want to see how it's performing across this month of November. And if you do want to get a copy, it's only available in my Robot Builders Club for this month of November. After this month, it disappears forever. You actually do get the source code to it, so you can enhance, enhance this bot however you want and use the, the core... Uh, functionality which is building in market structure into an automated platform so it's pretty powerful um, so if you want to check that out please head over there tradingnut.com click the robots link in the top navigation now i should mention what it's called it's called the fake structure bot so if you're looking for it, it's called the fake structure bot uh, also do remember the doors to the robot builders club are closing soon so now is the time to take action all right guys enough from me let's get on with the show Hey folks, my sponsors City Traders Imperium have just launched some amazing changes to their funded trader program you got to check out. You can now skip the whole evaluation, trade gold as well as Forex, plus they've increased the drawdown you're allowed in both the evaluation and when funded. With CTI, it's even faster and easier to reach up to $4 million in funding with a 50 to 70% profit share. Click the link in the description to find out what else has changed. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Dr. Martin in the house, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Martin. That's not his real name. Uh, I don't believe you're a real doctor either, are you? <laughs> well, um, it depends on who's asking. <laughs> okay, right. Well, um, so he goes by Dr. Martin on Instagram, and he's a trader from Johannesburg, South Africa, um, owns the uh, Regenesis Wealth Club. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, my bro. I appreciate it a lot. Look, um, I know you're, you're friends with uh, Laceba, who's also be, probably would have been on the show by the time this goes live. So guys, if you want to sort of get the connection, that's where it all sort of falls into place. But today's all about you. We're going to find out about your story, how you got into trading and, and how you approach the market. So do you want to start off with your journey? How did you get into trading? Um, well, for people that would know, back in 2017, I was, you know, as I was fresh from varsity, I, I just come out of varsity and didn't have the funds to actually go further my studies. I did a whole two years in architecture. And just as I was about to go to my third year, I didn't have the funds to actually go into the third year. So that's how I, I had time to basically now find out about trading. Because I think if I if I was still like kind of further during my studies on architecture, I wouldn't have known about it. So just that year when I, I wasn't doing anything, um, a friend of mine told me about trading. I didn't believe in it because in South Africa at that time, there was just a lot of um, a lot of cyberspace scams, you know. So I, I, I thought to myself, why not? Why not just try it? Because I mean, I'm not doing anything. There's an opportunity for me to grow online. So let me just maybe try it out. So that's how I got to trading, pretty much. Like I was in I was in a space where I was very broke and I needed a way out. A friend of mine suggested it, and then I went and looked it up. From there, I fell in love with it. That's how I got into it. Awesome. And so, what were the first steps you took to to try and work out? how to trade so for me um it's always been um i've always i've always been a person that loves researching about so many things i get myself into so at that time i literally went on the internet to look for the relevant information i remember i went through um the whole course in baby pips i did babypips.com um you know literally from the very first phase to the last phase i literally went in and i and i pushed and i studied baby pips went on youtube found the relevant people to actually learn from so that's how that's how i pretty much got to understand it like i i did a whole lot of research on my side and that's how I did it and so once you once you sort of had your research all together how did you piece everything like together for you and work out 
this is how I'm going to approach yeah. it. Yeah. I know that I know that's like one of the most confusing questions because um baby pips gives you everything there is to know. I mean if you trade moving averages, they there to trade trend lines, they there support and resistance, everything's there. And it's it's sort of like difficult to find um, you know, one trading style from baby pips because of the amount of knowledge they give you. But if you mix up baby pips and one trader who's probably on on YouTube who gives out like one trading style, then it's sort of like easy for you to take the stuff you get from baby pips and implement the stuff that you see from this specific trader online, which which on my side was pretty much the, the astro kind of approach, Sean's kind of approach Sean before, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, before I actually took his actual course, I would I would sort of like look at how he looks at the markets, try and uh, you know, converge that with what I'd learned from 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 baby pip. So I think for me it's always been following one person and really trying to understand everything they say with the information and knowledge I got from baby pips as well. So you're a you're an Astro FX student who's gone through the no. whole program there. I mean, how, when you came out the end of it, did you? How did you? How did you sort of? How was your level of confidence? So you mean after after the course or after my own research? Ah, uh, so you didn't do the course; you did the research online. So I, did, it. I did. You know, I did the course way later in my in my in my trading um, career, yeah, which I'm going to okay. talk about in a bit. So um, after that, I started trading in twenty in twenty seventeen late late that year. That's when I went to my live accounts. I started trading, and obviously from that point, with the little bit of information I have, the market sort of has um, the tendency of giving you like first traders experience luck like it gives you luck as a first trader you know even without the experience so that's that's how i got into the game i was so lucky to start making money with within my first couple of days of trading um i remember this one time i was able to close around seven thousand dollars in one day and those were like very lucky days because it is only late in my in my career that I realized that I actually didn't even know much of trading at the time. So I then built my account at that time. There was the story I actually put out on YouTube and on my Instagram everywhere where I blew my $149,000 account in just a day. And just at that moment when I blew that account, that's when I went to take the Astro course to actually kind of understand their trading style and psychology from there. So that's when I actually modified the couple of stuff that I had learned even from the internet to actually have a trading style method that works for me right now. Hey folks, just jumping in here now. This show is sponsored by Mudrix. Mudrix offers you three smart ways to make money from crypto. The first is coin sets. Baskets of coins you can invest in based around themes and picked by experts. The second is algos. Choose from hundreds of robots that can trade crypto for you on autopilot. And the third is to create your own algos and tap into over 50,000 Mudrix investors. Click my special referral link in the description below or the card above and get $25 credit when you join Mudrix today. Now, how did you get to 149k? There must have been a journey to get to that point at least. Yeah, so it, was, it, was, it was six months of trading. Um, I, from from I was what was the starting, at, starting from, balance? From 5, 000, I started the account with $5,000. Yeah. Um, I built it up to 149000 That happened in, um, in obviously six months. Yeah, I was trading GBPJPY and nothing else. So I got overconfident with trading it. And by the time the account got to the 149 mark, I was super confident and I thought, our superman over the charts and that's how i blew it <laughs> and so what, what what do you what was the trick to get to to that level i mean what were you doing what kind of things were you doing on the charts 
So I, I, I remember I I've been doing the same thing over and over again, like with my trading sessions as well. I, I would wake up at the same time, look at the markets at the same time, and remember that I wasn't trading a lot of things. I was trading one pair. So I would obviously look at the London session to be able to basically capitalize most moves in the London session for the GBP JPY pair. And I would obviously target a specific amount of pips every single day. With consistency, I did the same thing over and over again for six months, and the next thing I knew, I was at 149. So, so how on earth do you blow that up in one day or two days? Oh, or as, I, as, I, as, <laughs> as I said, um, it was overconfidence, it was greed. I, I had seen a friend of mine at the time who was able to close up like millions in dollars in a day. I'm not, I'm not even sure if those are real accounts right now, but at the time, he used to close like close like a million dollars and i got i got negatively influenced to go there and trade the same the same way you are trading to try and make up the same amount um and you know it's 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 just crazy i i got to my account and when i got there i just blew the account just like that i put 400 lots that day when i was trading um and the market just went the opposite direction and the account just just blew like that so so uh, i'm i can only assume you were you weren't trading with a stop loss at the time is that right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, how can how can you use a stop when you're risking the whole account yeah. <laughs> at the time? <laughs> That's a, so, so every so all that time you got to 149k, you didn't have a stop, and you managed to get through. Were there any sort of scary moments along the way where you were thinking, "Oh my word, I mean, I've, this, I mean, <laughs> where it got close I mean, to blowing you?" If you think about it, you take 10 trades and you win all 10 trades in a row, even if you do lose one, it doesn't affect the nine other trades you've actually won. Your confidence is up the ceiling. And even if you do take losses here and there, I mean, you're still confident because you've done it 10 more times. I mean, what could what could possibly happen right now? So I wasn't even scared at all. I, I thought to myself that I've mastered this and I've figured this and no trade is going to be on my way of losing. I'm just going to the top. So... I, I don't remember any time where I was very like anxious on, on my position until that one day I took 400 lots. Um, it, it took so much from me and, you know, I was super confident. I was overconfident. I mean, you can imagine the past six months of like winning positions and that counts down 149. Imagine the confidence that comes with that. And at that time when I took those lot, those lots and I saw the account going to minus $79,000, that's when I actually knew that, yo, like this is real now because I had never seen a loss that big before. What was it? And just to get into the detail here, because this really interests me in terms of like this quick growth and, and decline as well. Wait, what was the uh, what was the worst you'd been yeah. state you'd been in before that day? In terms of like a, a loss that was like really sort of making you sweat. I've 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 never really been on any worst kind of a date before that day because that has to be my biggest loss to date. I, I don't remember any any time where I lost and I felt the same way I felt that day. That has to be the worst kind of kind of experience i've ever had in my history of trading so that has to be the number one day at the top that i can say i don't think there's any day that has ever gotten to that level and i don't think there's ever any day that will get to that level in terms of my trading and what were you doing to like uh i suppose win nine out of ten trades and grow the account at the same time i mean what what sort of how were you getting in and how are you and you talked about london session but what other things were you doing to get in and then decide oh now i'm going to take profits Okay, so um, I would obviously 
I'd obviously trade with, um, you know, so at the time, what I know now, I didn't even know. I was targeting a certain amount of pips per day. I'd say I'm going into the market to maybe try and make up 30 pips in this particular trading session and stuff like that. So I'd really look for patterns like your double tops, double bottoms and formations of those during that session. Come in, target 30 pips. Once 30 pips um, comes, I close my profits and I'm done for the day. So that's pretty much how I used to trade back in the day. Obviously, right now, my method is a bit more modified from what I knew back then. And, you know, that's that's how I used to trade. Yeah, I think I think that's that's kind of like the approach everyone takes when they get into trading. Yeah. They they trade pips-wise. They trade targets and patterns and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, what about, sorry, what about when um, you're first starting out on that $5,000? I mean, what lot yeah. size were you using on the first bunch of trades? I'm um, pretty much like 0.50s, you know, 0.50s. I've always been a, a crazy risker from, from the get-go when I started trading. I've always had like a super crazy risk appetite and, you know, it took experience to get me out of that mindset. Right now, I'm a very disciplined trader, but from the on go, I've always been crazy. I've always been able to open up a standard lot on a thousand dollar account. So you can imagine a five thousand dollar account. I, I, I would go crazy on it, you know. So I've always had that risk appetite from the get go. So what happens after you've lost one hundred and forty nine thousand dollars in one day? So so obviously, um, you you can imagine how you feel. I I, I gave up on trading at the time. I thought to myself, this thing's not for me. And then. At the time, I had the right kind of motivation around me for people to remind me that actually, bro, you've been at this game for this long. These are the things you've accomplished with trading. And this is the kind of life you've been able to afford yourself. Because when I started trading in 2017, I was living back at home. 2018, first six months of the year, my life had drastically changed. Based on, based on the amount of, 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 of figures I was making at the time. So when I when I did blew the account, um, you know, it ended up getting to my personal bank account that I had to then refund to try and make up back that amount of money. I think my trading account to a point where I was now broke and I had no money to even, you know, sustain and 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 and, and control my life. Like I didn't even have the money to sustain myself. So it took a lot of um, it took a, it took a, a really huge knock in my life, and I had to really, uh, you know, look deep within myself to find myself trading again. And when I did find the passion to trade again, I realized that the loss actually came with so many lessons. Because I mean, a lot of people now know Dr. Martin, but at that time, no one knew Dr. Martin. And Dr. Martin was basically built from the experience of losing that account, which is how I got to this level of thinking, this level of calculating, this level of consistency and all of that so the loss that came from that account basically built who i am today i'm very grateful for that loss i know it, it, it sounds crazy but i'm grateful <laughs> and, and along the way did you take any money out of that 149k or whilst you're growing no way so back in the day I, had, I used to trade like multiple accounts so i did have other accounts i was trading like your three thousand dollar accounts push it to ten thousand take out seven thousand and all of that but this account in my head I was building this account, you know? So 
the whole six months, I'm building this account with passion. I've got other accounts I'm building and I'm drawing from. But this specific account is meant to be an account that I was kind of hoping to change my life. Because just when I blew the account, I ordered a beautiful car. I had chosen a house I wanted to go buy. All of that, all of that crazy nonsense I had in my head, man. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, so how do you build it back up? What was the next step after, uh, after getting back into trading? You've had your break. What, what do you do there? So you can now imagine how how confidence is just downhill. Um, I'm not confident. I have to then find my confidence again. So this time around, when I got back, I was in trading. I was literally studying the market, studying the charts, sitting in front of my screen for hours and hours to make sure that I come up with a, a proper strategy that will work for me when I do eventually go back. So even when now I am trading, I'm not risking as much as I did because I know what that can do to me and i learned to appreciate every single thing the market gives me because i didn't have nothing at the time and whatever the market gave me i appreciated it so they kind of taught me to appreciate even the little things to also like try to understand the technicals behind specific moves and that really helped me today to be the person i am that i do appreciate everything the market gives me and i do understand my charts so well bro i understand my technicals like crazy and that came through me spending hours and hours of learning the markets and trying to crack my strategy and my system to basically try and find myself back to my feet again and so what, what, what was the difference between what you're doing there when you had that massive account growth to, to the strategy you had going back into the markets? I mean, if you had to sort of um, <coughs> classify the main difference or the main differences, think, what, what were they? Yeah. I think um, like every trader generally knows how to draw support and resistance levels, trend lines, use this and this and that. But what I do know now is I am able to understand how specific moves are kind of like printed out. So I'm more into the understanding of structure right now than the understanding of trend lines and support and resistance and stuff like that, because even trend lines are what gives you where the market is going. If you want to, if you want to use a trend line, you're using a trend line to typically understand where the market is going. But for me, I was able to then understand where the market is going, even without the use of trend lines and stuff like that. And I think back in the day, I would have depended entirely on a trend line to help me identify structure. As of now, uh, you know, with comparison to now, I mean, I can understand where the market is going right now without using any trend lines. And I don't need a trend line to help me identify whether this is a buying market or a selling market. And I think that's that's what like sort of changed a, a lot. And I know it sounds very little, but it had so much to do with my strategy right now and me understanding the charts right now that I don't just depend on a single tool to help me know where the market is going but i do understand the general scheme of things and how things are basically um obviously printed out in the market okay cool and and so you mentioned uh astro when did that come into play uh this was 2018 actually yeah 2018 mid-year that's when i i, I did the astro course yeah and was that was that before or after you'd sort of put your new strategy together and uh, so this was this was before. So obviously with Astro, um, I did I did I did Astro. You'll see even when we obviously get into the charts that there's a there's a bit of Astro on my on my charts because um, you know that's that's basically the background I have. But even over and above Astro, there's stuff that I had already known before them that I couldn't obviously throw away. So I I sort of like tried and found tried to find like. Um, a strategy that works for me, even with the stuff that I've obviously learned from there. So it's it's a bit of like 
um, you know, confluence of, of, of different methods that I've known since I started trading brought up together to give me an understanding of what I use right now. And can you paint the picture of what happened when you went back into the market? I mean, I'm sort of trying to paint the picture here for everyone. Um, so I know you had some other smaller accounts which you'd been growing and, and taking money out of. I don't, what, what happened with those? And then what happened with the sort of like, I'm now ready to start again? Okay. Yeah. So obviously, um, these other accounts are pushing, and you know, this one day I go into the. So I saw you had Josh Naidu in the in the in the interview, and Josh and I were in the same community at the time, and you know that community that community had like a lot of crazy riskers. So I went into the same group that we were on, and I saw that um, you know, there were like people posting results and all of that, and I then saw the guy who was owning the community. He posted a crazy screenshot that day that that had like crazy amounts, and I figured to make the same amount that he had made. I had to then go into my big account to make up the same figure. And I remember there was a setup on USDJPO and USDCAT, they were both at resistance. And I just sold because the market was at resistance. I sold. And that, that's the difference between the then me and the now me, that I wouldn't just sell because the market is at resistance. I'd really have to understand a couple more things to know if this is a proper trade to actually sell from. So I sold and the market was at resistance, sold the market, broke out of that resistance and went straight into a different different zone that was at the top and obviously the breakout of that zone was then affecting my account the account blew like that but with the other accounts um those accounts were still there like these were accounts that i was obviously building up small accounts as well and those accounts obviously there were withdrawals coming into my bank account so i had to really i had to really like um you know really take money from my bank account to then refund accounts, refund accounts. And at the time, my confidence was really, really low. And I ended up getting broke. So again, at that time, I had the knowledge and the understanding of what I was doing that time. That's when I started giving out services of training. And that's how I was able to build back money to actually go back into the market to trade again. That's how I basically built back my money. And so uh, so how did it go in terms of like, so you had the new account that you were you know funding and how did your trading start off like with all this new education yeah, I mean, you, regain confidence was it like straight out of the yeah. gate or did you have to reset your expectations based on the massive growth you'd had previously I, I had to reset the expectations because from trading um massive thousands of dollars to now trading hundreds of dollars is like a huge difference you you're used to closing over $1,000 a day, over $5,000 a day, to you now being at a point where you, you're just closing $100 for the day because your account is literally a $100 account. So you have to be okay with that. And it, it, it really taught me a lot. Like it wasn't a comfortable process, but I really had to reset my mind to accepting the reality that was before me. Because had I not reset my mind, I wouldn't have moved to anywhere because you can, you can imagine trying to make up a thousand dollars a day from a hundred dollar account then i'm not going to survive it's just going to be a back and forth thing so i really had to force myself and reset my brain to say this is the reality right now let's try and build from this reality all the way back up and so so you were like you said you know it's quite happy quite often you get like nine trades that would win and one that would lose which is a 90 percent win rate where you're getting the 90 percent win rate with the more risk averse or I suppose, risk-managed approach? Yeah, no, at the time, there wasn't any kind of risk management. It was just going into the markets like that. Obviously, I, I did say that 
I think for me back in the day, it was luck that I was able to get to that level without the proper tools of building a consistently profitable trader. So I was able to make up those crazy figures without a system and a method that actually works, which was luck if you think about it, um, compared to right now. So right now we're able to build up consistency with proper risk management built put in place, obviously. But back in the day, there was none of that. Cool. And, and so I suppose what I was trying to get at was like, are you... Um... Or were you is your is your was your win rate less than it was back then when you had no risk management at all? Like, you mean so, now? Yeah, now we because you're placing a. I'm, I'm assuming you're placing a stop loss with the trading now, and correct me if I'm no. wrong. Um, so so were you getting more stop outs and or that than what you were getting before? Like, were, was your win rate impacted? So. I mean, <laughs> Right now, I'm, I'm, I definitely say that we are at a better place. Um, the the risk ratio is obviously consistent. So I'd say I'm somewhere between 80% right now of winning because I, I, I take high probability setups and obviously stop loss put in place and stuff like that. So I'm literally around 80% of my, of, my, of, my, of my win ratio right now. So it's 80%. And I'm quite happy with this because... It's consistent. It's not just the one-time hit wonder, you know? We, we're working to actually having consistent wind ratios right now. And if you had to sort of paint you paint a picture of your trading now, like in terms of the timeframes you're going through and analyzing and entering on, what does that look like? Yeah, so right now I'm more of a day trader. So I, I, I'm a day trader. I look for my structure and obviously I analyze mostly on the four-hour time frame. Um, I go down to the smaller time frames for entries because I do believe that every single time frame in the market has a reason why it's being put there. Um, so I utilize anything from the four hour time frame going down. And obviously we, between the beginning of the month or like the end of the month, I will go to high time frames such as the monthly to basically look at how the previous month candle closed and stuff like that for me to understand sort of um, how the new monthly candlestick may potentially look like. And every beginning of the week, I'm obviously going to go back to the previous weekly close to see exactly how we're looking like. And from there, I'm just going to drop down to my H4 time frame, look at my, my structure overall, drop down to the smaller time frame to look whether we are on an impulsive or correction move. And then, yeah, take a trade on a smaller time frame. And so what's the smallest time frame you'll take an entry trade on? I literally go as low as the M1. <laughs> I know, I know, I know there's a whole, there's a whole idea around it. People saying I don't go to the M1 time frame, but for me, it's always about you being able to be profitable with whatever time frame you're using. So for me, the one minute time frame works for me. And I, I, I go down, I go as, as far down as the M1 time frame to basically get an entry. Yeah. And are your entries normally market orders or limit orders, stop orders? Um, it's it's literally market execution. I, I I don't like using pending orders and stuff because I like to see how my moves are forming out, how they play out. And obviously, as a day trader, um, I don't spend too much time as I used to before in the charts right now. So I literally know my trading times. So in South Africa, I'll wake up at seven in the morning to look for my entries around seven, eight, nine, ten. So around about those times in the morning, I'm looking for my trade set up right there. And it is going to come around those times. And I want to see how it forms at specific levels for me to be then able to come in and obviously hold uh, for a certain amount of points or like for a certain target. And after that, I'm done trading for the day onto other things, you know? So yeah, 
so for me i like i like i like seeing my moves play out i don't like pending orders because i never really know whether the market is going to break out of that level or sort of like reject at that level so i really like to see how the market plays out in specific areas and sort of going down to these lower time frames where are you placing your stop loss on is it what time frame would you look to place a stop on and then what does your risk to reward look like based on where so, yeah, the stop I, is yeah, so, so it depends on on obviously each setup so you, you can't really uh put like a specific mindset to it because different setups are different in their own nature sometimes my stops would be based off of a slightly higher time frame than the time frame i'm obviously executing on so it depends on each setup obviously it depends on each setup and obviously the risk to reward also changes between different trades cool and um okay if we jump back into the instruments that you trade what are you trading now and you said gj before what are you trading now these days I'm, I'm, I strictly trade Dow Jones. I trade US 30 and nothing else. Um, yeah, US 30 strictly. I've been trading it for like a year and a half now. Yeah, a year and a half strictly. And what did you make the shift from GJ or any other any other instrument to, to uh, <laughs> US Yeah, so obviously, so obviously from GBP days, um, you know, GJ days, I was trading GJ. And obviously um, the ADR, like the average daily range on 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 gj is around 100 150 pips or so so it is quite a, a volatile pair and i've always been into volatility so from that point i obviously um heard of indices and then i went to try out the the indices um and then i tried nasdaq out nasdaq wasn't as volatile as us 30 when i went into us 30 us 30 was two times faster or even four times faster than what um nas would obviously give you on a daily so i fell in love with uh us 30 based on the average daily range that you can obviously get from there that it can give you a sufficient amount of points per day and that's why i traded so that that's how i sort of like got to trade us 30 based on the amount of points it's able to give you on a daily basis which was sort of like the same even on currencies i never used to trade slow currencies i, I would trade like really volatile pairs and i've always been into volatility so that's sort of where the the, the shift came from okay right and what would you recommend if somebody uh out there was working a day job and you wanted to get them on the path to being profitable what what steps would you give them so I'd say, um, you know, in South Africa, people can work one job. But like if you look at the states and, and the U.S., people can work like three times in a day. They have three jobs in a day. And that's obviously because they put in more time to whatever they want to work in their lives. And that's that goes for everything else in life, that if you do want to see yourself being above the average individual, you need to put in more time. And people who work can put more hours after work to basically try and understand how the markets work. And one thing that's beautiful about Forex is that this is a market that moves almost 24 hours a day. So even after office hours, people can still get home, look at how the market's, you know, obviously moving at that time and try and trade in their spare time. So if you really want to make it work, you need to put in time to it. It, 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 it there's no there's no two ways about it and so what about uh thinking about i suppose going back to the very beginning again and your journey to where you are today i mean what traits do you think you had which other people may not have um you mean traits okay okay and no, i understand you i think i think um i've always i've always been an individual that is um you know that things ahead. I think ahead before 
um, anything. So I would really try and think if this is worth it or not before I actually in, in, in involve myself and engage myself in in whatever that is at, at in topic at the time. So I think for me, um, that's one thing that I, I'd like to think is very special. I'm not not too sure if other people don't have it, but for me, it's a, it's a special trait for me that I'm able to think into the future whether anything is worth my time or not. And that's how I'm able to know exactly what are the important things to invest my time in. So um, with, with, with that being said, I know exactly where my priorities should lie time-wise, and that helps me invest my time in the right kind of places. And now we're going to dive back into the technicals here. I mean, what three things would you recommend a novice trader go and educate themselves on on a price chart? Um, I'd, I'd say uh, try and understand the instrument you want to trade first of all. Um, if you so it's it's always good to know less about to know more about less than to know less about more. That's all, that's what I always say because uh, you know novice traders come to the markets they try to understand everything at once and it will not work. You cannot try and understand everything and know less about everything rather stick to one thing that you can know and master and know more of less so i'd say um find a find a, a list of pairs that you want to trade make sure that you 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 basically understand more things about the stuff that you want to trade than understanding less about everything there is to ever trade so really try and find a list of pairs that you can trade and try to study and master them um and look at how they behave and stuff like that and after that like really try and and, and manage yourself as well so for me I'd, I'd say manage yourself be able to discipline yourself as an individual and then technicals can come after because it's quite easy to understand technicals more than it is to actually discipline yourself. So people must learn to also like kind of discipline themselves and really master themselves. And, and yeah, I'd say, I'd say those, those are like the three things. And in terms of mastering yourself, I mean, have you got any tips or hints that somebody can go off and practice or implement into their life to help try and master themselves? Cause it is quite a difficult thing and quite a broad subject. If you've got anything that you've used in the past, can you share with yeah, us? I mean, I, 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 I get that question a lot. Uh, people ask me, how do you discipline yourself? How do you do this and do that? But I mean, that's quite a difficult um, question to ask because each individual is unique in their own way and we're dealing with different things. But people must be able to identify whatever enemy they have in their lives. Once you want to identify that, then you're obviously going to be able to defeat that because I've said this before a lot of times that an enemy that is not properly understood is an enemy that will not be defeated. And that's that's what people struggle with, that people um, obviously know they're going through, they, they, they can see that they're going through stuff, but they don't understand what it is they're going through. So people must really try and understand and identify that. Once you get to that point of understanding what it is you're struggling with, then you can really try and work on defeating what it is you're struggling with, which differs from individual to individual. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it is a, it is a difficult thing to try and give an individual an answer to yeah. that question. Now, um, if there was one thing you recommend a retail trader spend the next month mastering, what would it be? Um, I'd say... Obviously, me, I'm, I'm all about, um, you know, self, self-development self towards the charts. I've seen how psychology plays a big part in how your trading then plays out. As I did say, it's quite easy to understand technicals. I mean, how how difficult can it be? Finding the right kind of guy to show you exactly how this thing works, that's quite easy. I mean, putting hours to understanding your technicals is quite easy. But psychological aspects of trading that's the most difficult thing so i'd say people must spend the next month trying to discipline themselves in the craft of trading
for me. That's that's what I think um, is 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 worth the investment in trading. And have you got any sort of, I suppose, tips around discipline in particular and giving yourself yeah, I mean, more discipline? Yeah, I mean, um, anything that you invest your time in, you get better at. And um, the more you force yourself, because at the at the beginning, it's not easy. It's like this. When we wake up in the morning, we wake up from the same side of the bed, we do the same things. And the minute you start waking up on the different side of the bed, your body is going to feel uncomfortable. And you can literally feel that you're moving out of your pattern. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're used to waking up, brushing your teeth and all of that, and to start doing something different from what you're used to doing every day, your body can feel that you're doing like a weird pattern. It's like when you go visit like a hotel and you're sleeping there, it's not so comfortable as home because that's a different setting. But if you move there, your body's going to get used to that environment until that environment becomes your new home. So that's how the mind works. The minute you want to try and grow out of your norm, out of the comfort zone, you have to force your mind to do something that's not what it's used to doing until the, the uncomfortability of that state becomes the new comfort zone. That's all I can say. Your mind right now may not be used to working hard. You need to force it out of that state. And it will be uncomfortable in the early phase. It, is, it, it will feel as if you're forcing your mind to do crazy things. But it will get to a point where that uncomfortable state becomes the new comfort zone. So for me, I'd say that's how growth sort of is built, that people need to push themselves out of their comfort zone. Once they do get to that level of being comfortable in the uncomfortability of their lives, that's when they'll see growth. So for me, that's... That's that's what I can say. Start doing things that you're uncomfortable with until the stuff you're uncomfortable with become the new comfortable things you're doing every single day. Mm. Well, one thing, one, uh, I suppose, actionable thing people could possibly take away from this is something that I added to my routine a, probably no. a few years ago now. Um, yeah. I started taking like cold showers in the morning. And, yeah. and in fact, it's just cold showers in general. But um, now... I pretty much every single day will have a cold shower to start the day off. And yeah. it's probably not as bad in Af- Africa where the weather's warmer and the water's probably warmer, but it's, you know, when it's two, two, two degrees centigrade outside and you're putting a cold shower on, it's cold. It's cold. But now I'll pretty much do, I do it religiously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I tried myself. It's not an easy thing to do. I just stopped doing it because I was like, this is so uncomfortable. I'm not going to try any further. It, it gets <laughs> to the point where you can actually you can actually enjoy it after the initial pain. Um, but it takes, I mean, uh, 30 seconds and I'm yeah. there. Now, um, let's get back to the, the, the questions. We're going to jump into the quick fire round here. So how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Uh, you mean how long would that take? How long did it take you? newbie to consistently oh me um i think i think um you know within the first year of trading i obviously started seeing uh consistent results so for me it didn't really take that long but um people often ask me how long did it take me to get to where i am i usually say it took me as long as i've been trading because every single day is a new day of learning a different thing for me so it took me exactly four years to get to my fourth year of trading but with me seeing results, it really took me no less than six months to start seeing money coming in from Forex. What's your favorite entry setup? Uh, my favorite entry setup uh, would be, you know, where there's obviously confluence of, 
of uh, the the tools that I use. Um, obviously, my if 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 everything lines up on my conference list, then I'm obviously you know I'm in love with that setup. So for me, I love I love such setups. Um, and yeah, that that's that's a setup. But obviously. Yeah, take a confluent setup. Now, um, what about strategies to exit trades or manage active trades? Um, it really depends on different trades, obviously. So sometimes I use, um, you know, like my Fibonacci tool to basically, you know, take profit. Sometimes I use horizontal levels. Sometimes I even use monetary targets to actually take profit. Like um, if, if 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 I've made enough money on this specific trade, I won't be greedy to try and hold further than that. And yet sometimes I'm just going to hold until, um, you know, my extension levels on the table, maybe my, you know, my psychological levels on the market. So it, it differs across different trades. What uh, Do you have a recommended book or resource that you'd send people to? Um, I'd say trading in the zone has to be one book I recommend. Um, it really helps you be confident in your charts, yeah. What's your preferred broker and trading platform? Um, <laughs> that's quite a tricky question because, I mean, um, in South Africa, we have so many brokers. But I think right now, if I were to recommend a broker, I'd say like IC Markets. IC Markets has been a broker that I've trusted for the longest time. Yeah. Hey, folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100K. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Uh, do you want to walk us through? I oh, actually walked us through your worst ever trade. We, we won't go, to, go there again. Um, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, I'd say, I'd say have, have, have enough confidence to believe in what you've been practicing in. Um, there's a reason why you've been practicing that strategy and you've seen it to work even as you have been backtesting it. So have the confidence to believe in that and really try to go into the markets and get whatever it is that you want to get from the charts and just have the confidence to trade your setups as well. Now, before we wrap up, what's the best way for traders to get hold of you? Um, obviously Instagram is my biggest way. Uh, so on Instagram, we're there. Um, and obviously for some materials that we do give out online, it's a YouTube channel as well that people can look up. So yeah, these are the two platforms that people can find me from. Well, look, a big thank you to Dr. Martin for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all the links are in the show notes to find them. Simply search for, I suppose, Dr. Martin or Dr. Martin in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, there we have it. Interview done and dusted with Dr. Martin. Now, do remember we shot two videos after the show, one where he walks through his current approach to trading the markets, and the other where he walks through his approach that gave him that rapid account growth from, uh, what was it, seven grand to 149,000 in six months. So go and check those out. Really interesting to see the difference in approaches there as well. Um, Genius Trader coming up soon, so stay tuned for that. Go and check my sponsors out, guys. They're keeping the show and the content free. Make sure you go and check them out. Pay them a visit. Find out what they're all about. See if they've got an offer there for you. Uh, and last but not least, my, uh, what's it called? The Fake Structure Bot is up there this November 2021 on tradingnut.com. Find the robots link in the top nav and then basically at the uh, you'll be able to find it and you'll see the performance stats for that over the coming month. Stay tuned on the emails and I'll let you know how it's going as well. All right, guys, until next time, have a great trading week and I'll see you in the next episode.